Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together, and I'm your only host, Ian. So, first of all, if you if you downloaded the previous episode, you must have noticed that um it's gone because I've taken it down. This is because well, I was doing some tests. Um, I was trying to listen to some of the episodes I had before, and I realized that in the makeup episode there was this huge buzzing noise, um, a static buzzing noise in the background. Um, and it's slightly, uh, it's also present in other episodes, but somehow it was pretty loud in the, in the makeup episodes. I don't know what happened. Um, then today I did a bunch of tests on on this situation, and it turns out, I don't think it's the microphone's problem. It's probably also not the, uh, what is it, microphone adapter. Um, yeah, the connection between microphone and your computer. I forgot what what it's called, but but it's not its problem either. So and when I played it just on my speakers, um, everything was okay. I didn't hear any noise. So I think it's the it's the uh, laptops, my laptops, um, problem. And so it has it's it's probably due to the fact that I was. Um, I plugged in my headphones, and maybe that's the thing that was present in my laptop. But I'm hoping, praying that it's not present in your laptop or in your device. So I'm gonna do some tests a little bit more. But for now, we're just gonna say that I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll try different things. But for now, this is gonna be my setup. I'm not gonna turn the volume to too too high and. Um, yeah, I'm still gonna record in this manner <laughs> because I only have this laptop. I don't have a desktop or any better equipment. So I'm gonna think. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna b- believe that it's the problem of my laptop connecting to my headphones that's causing the problem. Because when I played it out uh, using my speakers, everything was fine. All right. So that's a long introduction along opening and since I I took down the makeup episode you know I actually like that episode quite a lot because I did it when I was half drunk or something and I everything just flowed pretty pretty well and today I didn't drink anything um so I'm not sure but yeah so I'm recording this episode just to make up for the lack of any episode in the past maybe seven eight days because i took down the episode and honestly i have no idea what to talk about um but as usual i'll say that this is my personal public journal so i i'll just say whatever comes into my mind and hopefully there's like a central theme that sort of could that can glue everything together um and um yeah and then i'll do something about the makeup episode if if the one well if it turns out it's really my computer's problem well good news first of all i can re-upload the episode and secondly um it means that i should get a new uh, new pair of headphones or something that would help reduce the uh, the buzzing noise because i really think it's the computer because even without any um connect kind of thing there was still this buzzing noise i don't know what happened okay so so in in any case right so the point is um today i'm just going to do an episode to make up for all the loss we had well not not too much loss but um i'm still very grateful to whoever downloaded all of my episodes or some of my episodes um you made me feel like i'm not alone and uh, as usual we are talking about living alone 
together, right? So that's why I do need to thank all of you guys. And um, <laughs> I know I'm not going to become a popular podcaster, but um, I still I find it interesting to see who is listening to my podcast. And so far, I think mostly Americans and Taiwanese. Um, and I think one of the Taiwanese is myself because I follow my own podcast on Spotify. So whatever. The point is, thanks to everyone who um, listens to this podcast once, or if you listen to all of them, then thank you very, very much. Um, I do want to be consistent. So I do, I do really, I, you know, I do cling to my promise. I do want to produce at least one episode per week. And I know that if I, since I took down the uh, previous episode that is no longer true um but yeah i'll try to make sure everything goes smoothly and i hope there isn't that much of a noise in this episode because i think that the previous one it was there that's the only one that had a problem all right so today what can we talk about today um i don't know everything so far is good at work um Okay, maybe I can talk about the notion of hospitality. So, and um, yeah, that's very vague. What I want to say is how about being nice to people and how we should receive other people, uh, other people's niceness or just friendliness in general. And I'm not talking about like a big anthropological kind of idea of being nice and like all the selfish gene kind of analysis and how every there's no true altruism everything is just self-centered like i i'm doing with my podcast i just want i'm just so vain i want to publish every thought i had which could be partially true but that's not the point today the point today is i want to talk about what it means to be truly empathetic and and just very thoughtful and being nice to others versus what is a kind like versus somehow a an empty kind of gesture um and also another kind which is sort of niceness overload and i want to talk about this because so far like recently i'm starting to feel some sort of niceness overload from my co-workers so um and so i don't know how to deal with that because because typically people would think why are you so critical of everything if people are being nice to you you should just be receptive of their gestures um or whatever they actually have done for you and so i do want to discuss this thing that's going on in my mind uh particularly with like in relation to my colleagues or just acquaintances because friends i think there's another issue another layer to it so today i'm just strictly talking about how what it means to um to be nice to your co-workers and what it means like how should you or how should how can you think about other people's nice gestures right um after all um after all i think our podcast is really about how to deal with others in a more um let's say acceptable manner so that you're not completely um completely um alone in in every in, in every single aspect of your life right so um i want to talk about an example from my own workplace so typically 
uh, basically we have like a huge office and so then there's like a huge desk in the office which is for um, tiny meetings between co co-workers or uh, for lunchtime. It's a very important part of the uh, office culture. And so um, during lunchtime, I think about half of the co-workers would gather around the lunch table and eat together with their own food um, and or from the company. And then the other half would stay in their own seat and just play with their um, cell phone or their computer and so now during um, during lunch hour um, I usually go to the, my I mean I've always gone to the lunch table okay so today I want to talk about that situation so basically the thing is um, I sort of have another special office because of my position and so um, the this office that I'm talking about is in my typical office and I'm here only because um, for this time period, um, I'm sort of a guest of this office. I don't really know the uh, the the office culture that much, and I just join. Like I used to just come to this office from time to time if I do have the option to. But otherwise, I usually um, eat in my own office. So it's a whole other situation. But basically, this is the month where I kind of have some time and so I can come down, sorry, I can just join this big office. Um, and so I've, you know, I've come to appreciate eating with other people. And so there's this thing where um, that one of my colleagues um, does. So um, she, she brings her own food and um, she also sometimes has um, office food like the company's food but mostly she brings her own food and now so in the beginning when um, when the holiday was over she would you know she would just like um, share like offer her food to everyone else and in including a bunch of new um, new co-workers right and so you know, I was like, oh, that's nice. And I, I took some of the food, although I wasn't exactly very interested, but it's okay. I just took some of them. She offered to everyone sitting at the desk. And um, then I realized that it's been like one or two weeks or so that the new co-workers were, are here. And she still does the same thing every single day. Like, and she cooks pretty much the same thing every single day. And so she does this thing. And so it's, it's very weird what she's doing I find because um I just don't know if this is a cultural thing or this is this is some sort of office politics or something because in the very beginning when everyone came back to work it, it seemed like she's not the only person doing doing it but then after a few days it seems that she because she's now the only person doing it pretty much um and I think it's become apparent that most people are not that interested in her food um, I don't think it's because it tastes bad or anything because I had it and it was alright. I think it's just that it's just kind of and you cannot pinpoint the sort of sense of rejection and why you're rejecting her food. It's not because the food was is bad, I can say. And then yet it's and, and also it's not a big hassle or whatever to take the food. So it's not a practical thing either. Um, and I'm sure it's not about 
returning because I'm I I don't think I think she actually just uh likes to share her food, and and so it's kind of weird why people reject this after a few times, um and so I don't know what's the situation here, and so. And in it's funny because today another like one of the new coworkers, um, actually asked this person. Uh, he he asked her if he uh, she actually stayed in another country, um,、uh, because it seems like people in that country likes to share food. And I find that like a like a golden moment because because it's just such an interesting way to. I think it's a really convoluted way to tell her. To not offer food anymore, <laughs> and so the whole this whole social situation is just it's just very it's not actually awkward but it's just so rich and I think there are so many things to talk about here,、um, and I really want to analyze this so it's kind of fun so. Um, basically, as I said, after a week or so, people stop taking her food, and other people stop offering food because I really thought it was like a new welcoming new coworkers kind of thing, and it just turns out no, it's just because she does it all the time, and so,、um, so you know, some of the new like older new workers、um, do it, and then the new new workers thought it's friendly or something, right? So anyway, so let's. Where can I start?、Um, or have I started already? Anyway, so as for me,、um, I I don't know how to reject her、um, because she is pretty insistent, and、uh, she's several years older than me. And I, anyway, there's this thing where I just don't know how to reject older people. <laughs> Um, so I still take her food, and some of the colleagues still take, still take her food. So it's just kind, it's it's very strange. And plus,、uh, by the way, I have to mention, um, the food that she offers isn't like a huge plate of sushi or anything that's easily shareable. It's really just her her lunchbox, okay? And she has this tiny lunchbox already, and she, I, you know, it's really not the kind of food that is. Like ice cream or yogurt or you know you know what I mean okay so so it really is、uh, the best way to describe it is that it's really generous it's really nice of her to do this all right um but um of course everything is two sided so now we we've seen this n- new colleague actually asking like curious why she's sharing food and everything um so <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know how to think about the situation. So let's start thinking about this. I think it could be a personality thing for one. I think she's maybe just which is true. I think she's just one of the nicer people we have on earth, and and、um, it's just her tendency to to share no matter what it is. It's her tendency to notice the good side of people. It's her tendency to point out the. Good little things in life, and and I think it's very likely that it has something to do with her personality. And on the other hand, I think I, there might be a tiny element of being a conversationer. Sorry, a conversation opener. Although it doesn't really make that much sense to me because 
right because in the beginning you can say ah this is the food i cook and blah 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 um and then you can start discussing food and it works for a few days but come on these people eat every single day together right they eat together every single day and so i'm not sure how this is going to work as a conversation opener every single day now the third thing is um this is another theory more of a conspiracy theory is that she generally doesn't want to eat that much and she like maybe there there's some sort of body image issue um but that's kind of strange to put it that way um but yeah maybe there is a body image issue and she wa- she doesn't want people to see that she uh actually eats very little and so she brings this whole box of thing and and so it seems full but then she knows that one or two people are going to take some and then if they don't take that much she's going to just like offer even more so maybe there is this con- control and body issue kind of thing and i think if not for the food, there's some other kind of similar controlling issue. Well, problem or situation. Let's not make it negative, okay? There's a situation with this person maybe because we see that she's very... Um, not Let's not say detail-oriented, but she really is careful of how... Like, she's she wears... She dresses up pretty nicely every single day to work and then she has she even wears gloves when she's she's washing dishes so she takes very good care of herself and so I think this eating control thing is probably also in her agenda although I don't think I honestly don't think it's the primary reason for offering food but I think eating less is one of her um purposes maybe anyway and and that's what one to personality being nice and then offering uh sorry body issue and and then i think what else could it be i think um maybe it's just a habit after all like she's done it so many times and she's like it's just something she does and there is always going to be one person who says yes and so I think even if she's not that interested in sharing anymore, maybe there's like a difficulty um, in transitioning. So in the beginning, maybe this food sharing was really like a office office thing. But then it turns out that, um, I don't know, she became the only person doing it. And now it became very difficult to, came, to come out of this. I don't know. It sounds ridiculous. So um, no matter her reason, I think... What I do want to talk about is like exactly how we should approach this kind of thing in the office because yeah, if people offer you a thing in general in life, um you um you like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with saying yes in general, right? Like it's not going to be a trick question. It's not going to be a trap most of the time and so you should just say yes if it's like a tiny thing. But if but then I realized that if this tiny thing piles up and um, like I think the funny part is not about how to return this this offer, you know, how to how to give back to the other person. I think that's that's kind of the easy part. I think the funny thing is really when to end this stream of good habits, like how to end this relationship kind of and so i think that's the difficult part where so for example right let's say let's say um 
let's say let's take this example exactly right so let's suppose um person like out of everyone there's one person who always just uh well offer that that food okay sorry sorry not offer so there's this one person who will who will always accept the the food that that the colleague offers and maybe he's doing it out of like not thinking or just not just hoping that she won't get rejected by every single person so he does it also out of nice gesturing and and so now it becomes the case that suppose the colleague um you know suppose it actually becomes the case that the food actually goes to only one person now how how can they end this relationship when both parties aren't exactly that interested in doing this um forever right who is going to be the one who stops this stream of op- offerings and accept- acceptance right is it going to be the person who used to just take the offer and then he's going to have to say no one day right um and then how many no's uh, uh, does this person have to say before she realizes that no one actually wants to no one is that interested in her food right um and so that's one thing and um or it could be the person who offers the food in the first place like can she just suddenly one day not even mention or does she need some sort of padding before she announces that she's no longer going to offer food right and okay none of this is important of course it's just that it's just that this 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 dynamic in the office or in day to day um sort of dealing with people is what takes up my mind so much i have to admit and i i think about this a lot and i never understood how people could just deal with this so easily right i mean for me to avoid uh, trouble at all is to not do anything <laughs> this sounds like the the model of this podcast or something like to avoid any trouble at all is uh, you should just not do anything but that's another topic for another day um so the question is like how is it ever going to end or is it okay if uh it just turns out that there's always one person accepting her food and and she's just going to offer it to the whole table all the time and being rejected like 10 times before one person finally says yes right and so um it's just kind of weird i i just don't know why it works out how it works and i'm not sure how it's gonna go so tomorrow I, if i go when i go to work i'm gonna see how this food situation plays out and so um it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be my observation but back to our the topic of the of of today which is like um yeah like it's is offering things like this always nice or always considerate let's say right because for me i'm i'm i think recently there's been some sort of trend about you know saying no and only say yes if you absolutely want to and so i think there's some sort of trend that's rebelling against the um this tradition that you should always just say yes to whatever kindness people offer to you um and as i said the issue is maybe twofold, right? First of all, the question is, well, you know, am I going to have to return something, right? And if if you calculate the cost and benefit, maybe in the end if I never really accepted your help in the first place, it would be more beneficial to me because if I did accept it, then social 
etiquette uh, dictates that I must do something in return and in thinking about what to return and in doing actually the return maybe in the end it should have been like I shouldn't have accepted anything from you in the first place so that's one interesting issue another interesting issue is then you know how is this gesturing the gift exchange gonna end like at what point can we end it and at what point may we start to get exhausted and everything and i think i have the answer to the second question i think very very unfortunately or it's like a cruel situation the answer is it's never gonna end that's why like like unless maybe you retire or something but i think in a way this kind of back and forth is never gonna end it's just how culture works i think and i don't i'm not happy with this answer i don't like this idea i think um well i don't like this idea for another two reasons first of all how like why is it that society has to be so exhausting second of all um i think i think um it's just it's just cruel to think that you cannot be part of the society if you don't participate in this and it's it's sort of like an unfortunate truth that this seems to be actually the case that if you don't participate in any of the gestures the niceties going on then you aren't exactly a social being and so i think this thought makes makes it even scarier and you know to think that everything comes down to saying yes or no when your colleague offers food to you it kind of it's just so scary like is that what life really is about is it i don't know i don't know how it becomes this <laughs> i mean how this podcast turns out sorry how this episode um go has gone to this direction but here we are anyway um, talking about civilization and everything so um anyway so that's interesting i think it needs some i need some sort of um analyses to be able to give a more articulate uh, um, thought out uh, response to all of this to me personally i i have to admit i lean more towards the let's just um not give a fuck at all <laughs> that side i lean more towards that side which is to say you know why i think we should just have contracts for everything and just make everything clear in your contract and you know um or if not a contract maybe aloofness is the way to go i'm really really a loner in this in this manner but i I mean, I do like socializing. I like spontane. I think okay, fine. I like this analysis. I think the problem is like I have a, I kind of have a problem with this nice gesture, um, not because it's too much to work with. It's really about how routine it is, and I think I don't like the routineness in any social interaction. Yes, I figured this out. I figured myself out after what twenty five min- minutes of speaking, which is such a sweet deal um for being late um you know, I should really go to bed now, but anyway, so yeah, I think I figured this out. I think the problem what I don't like about this social nicety exchange is how routine and formulaic it is, and that's what. Um, that's why work is so suffocating because you kind of need this kind of routine to 
um to bond everyone together or else like no one would ever talk to their co-workers if it's not necessary if, if it doesn't concern work and so i think i think this food offering thing Okay, I don't think she's calculated that much, and or at least it's not an explicit thing, but I think it has to do with establishing a routine, and I so it's kind of related to the conversation opener kind of point. Um, yeah, I think it it's it's like she's set a routine in this at that desk, and so she kind of like that's how she would like to interact with them, and it's really not about the food or anything else. It's really about starting the meal so like yeah a conversation opener but really that's how she um wants to show that yeah we're colleagues but we can share food or something like that so it's like her way of establishing the uh friendly routine right and so everyone has their own way and um but to me personally this is very suffocating because it's just so so perfectly calculated and it's just so predictable and i think i'm the kind of person who doesn't exactly like this kind of predicti- predictability i think i'm more i'm more spontaneous in general in life i mean yeah you do have need a routine but i don't think this is the place where you need it um i rather have social interactions that are much more spontaneous and you just go but i do have to defend my colleague which is to say that i may think that i am more or less the spontaneous person but maybe that's just me and i'm such a self-centered princess so that's why that's what i see in myself but maybe to all of the other co-workers i'm doing exactly the same thing as the um lady offering food i think it's just that i you i display it in some other manner so for example maybe they think oh well she's the person who um you know after every hour or two hours would just go around attacking sorry not attacking but just like dropping by every co-worker's seat and like chit-chatting for no reason and that's her routine so yeah i think maybe in the end we like we don't do it that consciously and so it's really like a a subconscious instinctive thing to maintain not some sort of relationship with your coworker on top of the work that you do together. I think maybe that's it. So maybe I don't realize it, but maybe I also have some sort of like nice gesture or actions that are considered uh, not necessary, but people don't mind and they may think that yeah, this is really part of the work culture. I don't know. So that's something I've been thinking about in the past 20 minutes, actually, because I never really formulated anything about this um, because it's kind of painful to think about this. And I, and you can go down like this whole path of doing analyses. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't do any analysis uh, on this before. So yeah, it's great that we figured something out. So yeah, so maybe... Um, the sense of hospitality is really like maybe it really has to do with having a routine and so that is about then um maintaining a superficially good relationship with your co-workers now so co-workers are a special creature then i would say that it's kind of strange how like when people spend so many hours doing work together like co-workers become this strictly um like strictly let's say 
like a special creature, really, like a special creature in their book for most of the people because people sort of have this guidance on how to deal with coworkers, and they are, although very um confusing and maybe sometimes conflicting when you're comparing different companies or different people, but generally they they seem to be more principled than anything else, like. They have like a bunch of like mo. I think some everyone has some kind of rules to, you know, about dealing with coworkers, and um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, how we like use so much like spend so much effort trying to um set up these rules with our set up these rules with our coworkers, when you know we don't know what's gonna happen if it's strictly spontaneous. Um, maybe in the end it turns out that. By its own nature,、uh, by the fact that we're working together in the office, it's gonna propel us naturally to become this sort of formulaic,、um, formulaic acquaintances、um, without even our mental guidance. So, who knows? But、um, anyway, so that's the thing. Well, maybe I, I'm kind of off topic, but. I do, yeah. It's the thing I want to talk about: the idea of hospitality, the idea of being nice to your acquaintance. Like, why is it necessary, or what is the point of this whole thing? And sometimes I think it's cultural, sometimes it's personality. But I think really it's about having this subconscious routine, having this substructure, so that you don't go insane. To put it more bluntly, I think it's about. Not thinking. It's really about not thinking. I think it's really about leaving, like saving your mind for something that's more important. And so, for the set, the set of people whom we work together, you can just like use this whole thing、um, over and over again. And I think you find this a lot. For example, one of my other one, like my other colleague. Um, he always says the same thing to me over and over again. So I think like everyone has, maybe this has not. This is not just restricted to coworkers. Maybe like everyone has like a box or drawers in their mind, and so they just can't help it. Like they sort of have this fixed way of dealing with um people in their lives, and um so there's this drawer that that says coworkers, and then you know maybe in that drawer you've secretly like. Like unbeknownst to yourself, you've you've actually had so so many rules established and listed in that drawer. Maybe you say, "I'm not gonna fall in love with a coworker. I'm not gonna do this and that with a coworker. I, you know, blah 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 blah." And then there's another drawer which is called maybe your spouse or something. And then another coworkers about your daughter, or your son, and so maybe all of these drawers are just there, and we didn't even. We didn't even consciously organize or create these drawers, but they actually just、um, form throughout our lives, and th- and then that they make up our behavior pattern, and maybe that's it. Maybe I am, after all, a behavior psychologist. I don't even know, but yeah, that's kind of interesting, and so that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately because this food sharing thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's really confusing to me, and I really don't know how to deal with it. And so maybe na- next time, meaning tomorrow, I should just take it lightly. You know, I can just say no, and it will be fine. 
um, but yeah, it's interesting to observe and to see what's gonna happen and if this thing is ever gonna end. If it ends, then maybe it disproves my theory, or if it's not disproving my theory, maybe it shows that her feelings have changed for us. Like she, like she's changed the shape inside of the drawer or something. So I'm really, really tired right now, and I really do have to go to bed. So I hope you don't mind that I end this episode earlier. Um. And I think I'll deal with the quality issue um, next time as well. We'll see what happens. But just let me know if everything is okay. If it's not too exaggerated, the any like if there's any other uh, unpleasant sound in your in the recording. So as usual, please email me at livingalonetogether at tutanota.com. T-U-T-A-N-O-T-A.com. Livingalonetogether at T-U-T-A-N-O-T-A.com. And I'll write you back when I have time, which I do. And so yeah, have a great day. And uh, I'm going to upload this pretty soon. Um, that's it. Bye-bye.